Hey, we're back coming to you from Parts Unknown. Once again, these are your hosts, Rocky and Rick. This is the Big Mania. The Big Mania episode. I didn't even watch it. I'm not gonna lie. To you. Shut the fuck up. It's the Mania episode, Rocky. I don't. I don't take no shoot, Rocky. This. I mean, this cafe bullshit. I was watching Rocky. Lucha Underground versus Impact. So. Well, you could watch it for free on Twitch the other day. I was watching it for free on WatchWrestling.uno. It was on the Twitch. You just go to their Twitch channel. I don't want to give them the hit. <laughs> I watched House of Hardcore after Takeover, was uh, it? Joey Janela versus uh No, that was um that wasn't on the House of Hardcore one. Oh no, sorry. Um uh, it was Magnus versus Tommy Dreamer. <sighs> yes. But it was like their weird title thing for the Twitch title. Their tournament with Internet Swoggle title. in it and uh what's his name? King of Dong style. I can't believe him. Joey Ryan. Uh could have seen him live, man. You fucked that up. It's okay. Jay Ryan's like, he's cool, but I feel like he's just... I mean, he's, he's breaking down barriers, intergender wrestling. He's a meme at this point now. He's a meme. He's I, a, I do think I, what I've seen of him, like, he's not bad. He's not bad, but he is a meme into I mean, of course, himself. But he is a gimmick. Kind of what he wants. Yes. Like he wants to be that gimmick. He is the gimmick. He lives that gimmick life. All right. <clears throat> so, I'll do a quick thingy. Did you watch the Hall of Fame? No. No. I did. The Dudley Boys thing. The whole thing? Yeah. I mean, whatever. you have nothing better to do. I mean, it just I can, on only, night. I can only take so many days of worth of wrestling. I can watch all and, of wrestling. And uh, the Hall of Fame is usually the biggest snooze fest. It things. is, but it's just, it, I had it and on. Goldberg, I wasn't going to watch Goldberg. Ah, what was the problem with Goldberg? I just don't care. Like, I don't find him that interesting. Like, I find him interesting on podcasts where he can be like, shoot Goldberg. That wasn't what you were going to get at the Hall of Fame. He was good guy Goldberg, man. He was good guy right. Bill. Did he pull the sun up there? He took his shirt off again? No, the sun didn't dab. He was in the audience, though. I think I he did. he dab? No, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Actually, that. maybe he did. That'd be very, very not good. Um, the Dudley Boys were awesome. Like, that's the beginning. If you watch the Dudley Boys, it's the first thing. Hysterical. Hysterical. I did. I did see that clip where uh, where Bubba is just like, "Oh, now you choose to be." Funny. That was like right off in the beginning and stuff. Right. Yeah. The, if you were going to watch anything of the Hall of Fame, the Dudley Boys is great. Just just watch that. I think it's like twenty minutes. Um, Ivory was nice. She married us. I was married to Ivory. She married everyone in the WWE universe. Uh, Molly Holly is incredibly beautiful. She was there. Yeah, I heard she looked exceptionally. She good. looked the same thing from the Rumble, where she had the short pixie cut, and she was still very attractive. Um, Hillbilly Jim was like, holy shit, that was forever. It felt like five hours. Uh, people left and went I to felt, sleep. I heard that a, a I few like, podcasts. That's like, what they were like. Oh my God, Hillbilly Jim. That was like the Mr. D. Uh, Kid Rock was like five seconds. It was really funny. And he made like a political joke. He never made a mother mother quite like him. He made a political joke about body slamming Democrats. Because he said like, not supposed to talk about Vince, not supposed to talk about politics. And he made that. And then it cuts to fucking AJ and Kurt. And they're, Woo! They're like fucking having this ball <laughs> and then it cuts to Dan O'Brien because Dan O'Brien lasted everything. So he's like, eh, eh. just to save face. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. He's like, you know, everyone's got to be friends. But it was like this huge thing. They like cut to a- fucking H.A. Kurt and they were like, woo, brother Kurt or whatever it is. Like it was fucking Kurt like a super Republican. Yeah. Yeah. He's I know A.J. is. Oh, Kurt, I, I, well, he was fucking, I mean, it was funny, but like, and then you can see behind him, the Singh brothers are just looking at them and Baron was cracking up and it was Singh's just not laughing <laughs> like other people there were. There no selling. Yeah. <laughs> but AJ was fucking leaning out of his seat, cracking up. Uh, and the Jeff Jarrett one was nice. Was it? Was he on smack? No, he wasn't. 
He was he was really nice. Oh, he was he, he never talked about anything TNA, which is hysterical. But they did on Raw. He couldn't he didn't bring up shit about TNA or finding AJ or Bobby or anything. He just talked about his run. And then Road Dog and they sang their song and they went to the audience and everyone sang with them. <laughs> I just want to sing it like Bruce Pritchard does. They had That's the, the problem. they had the whole song and then the the lines on the screen, so you could sing it if you wanted to. But yes, if you watch anything, Dudley Boys is great. Jeff Jarrett is really nice. Goldberg's at the end. Uh, the kid is cool. You can skip Linda, um, Linda oh, Warrior, uh, yeah. but Jarius, yeah, he's he's got charisma at the ass. He makes a funny joke that he makes fun of Miz's his most hated wrestler or something. It's like, well, come on, like, <laughs> and then he talks about Roman's gonna lose or something. It's something funny. So what's wrong? Like, what is like what is the kid's accomplishment? Because usually it's like sickly kids. Or he was hyper sick. He okay. was is uh, he kind of well he was. I think when he was born, he had this crazy defect, and he had to get, like, a liver transplant. It didn't come through, and he needed another one. And they started this foundation, like, it takes lives to save lives. And he's just oozing charisma. He's just a really cool kid. Like, I'm, I, why would I disrespect that? No, Same no, thing with the... Know. I know the football guy who got paralyzed last year. Mm-hmm. He was super, like, he was going to be doing something, and then he got fucking mega paralyzed. But, yeah, this kid is really cool as shit. And then he did that stupid dance that everyone does with the hand sway thing in front, like that weird kid oh, from like the Katy Perry. Kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it on the stave, and he dabbed. <laughs> but yeah, it was like cool. Somebody dabbed. He, he, he lasted, like, five seconds. That was it, you know? Mizark Henry. Uh, oh, Mark Henry was awesome too. Like Mark Henry, Dudley Boys, Jeff Jarrett, those are great. Mark Henry was awesome. He cried. Jeff cried, and Mark was talking about. It, and then he didn't have the salmon jacket, you know the 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 I'm gonna betray you jacket, the one where he body slammed John the, Cena on the Hall of Pain. And then he pulls this like they bring him the salmon jacket. He's like, this is what my friends call it the liar jacket, <laughs> and he wear it. <laughs> and he said some shit. He's like, I gotta retire. And he goes, but I ain't gonna retire, man. You know, he got his thing. At the end, he goes, you know, that's what I do. He did that thing, that awesome. Goes, that's what I do. Ooh, I love that. I never caught the the Hall of Pain. Hall of Pain was awesome. Like when he won the I mean, title that's, and that's everything. Everybody says, yeah. Uh, it was really good. It was his best run, and it, they played that fucking awesome. Uh, Three Six Mafia song that somebody's gonna get the ass whooped. I love the song. <laughs> Whoa, it's still his music. I mean, uh, yeah, he came out with that, and it was really nice. And his two sons are big dudes. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna wrestle. I think they were. I think he said they are wrestling. They're like twins. Um, oh no, Rikishi. Oh, out. I'm sorry. No, that's uh Dudley. Uh, Devon has oh. two sons, and they're big guys. Uh, Mark Henry is a, a younger boy who's wearing the sandwich suit. <laughs> and then he had a daughter but um they're really good uh, uh, hall of fame speeches like there's no one on there besides hillbilly jim ivory you can skip to she's really sweet goldberg is cool but like dudley boys like that's it it's hysterical it's funny as shit it's really touching and the mark henry one is awesome too oh yeah i saw the edge christian and the hardys were there for the dudleys because the edge christian inducted them and then yeah, they yeah. pulled up the hardys and oh, they, they all stood there but like you know without these guys we wouldn't be anything where which we is are. cool I, I had heard a couple people speculate that not speculate, but uh, kind of suggest that that would be a thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree. I'm like, you know, th- that, that like, uh, trifecta of superstar. It was, it was everything. Yeah, it's like super necessary and that era. And it's funny that Devon is like, you know, he's, he's like, now you're funny. He's like, look, I'm the producer now. You shut up and I can talk all I want. Like, and he was like everything like that. It was, it was really funny. He was just making fucking jokes. And he talked about Farouk calling him. Uh, he's like, oh, what's your name? He's like, it's Devon, sir. And he goes, all right, Devin. And he's like, no, it's Devon. That's what I said. Devin. <laughs> and he goes, I was always Devin around Farouk and anyone else around Farouk. Oh, sorry. Somebody got put through a table also. Right? Yeah. Some rain. Like, I really thought it was a shoot that they, they were talking after the thing and their music 
music just kicked on. Like they totally just got fucking Oscar words. Like just get off. And they acted like, wow. And everyone was like laughing, kind of like, what the fuck? And then they had this guy come out and it really thought it was a producer, but then he started doing it. And then Bubba grabs him and it was like, oh shit. I'm watching it now. Yeah. But it looked super duper legit. Like the music came on. They're like, wow, that's how you're going to do it. And, and Devon's like, I'm a producer. What the hell's going on here? He's like, we were talking a long time, but anyway. Nobody gets worse than, than Mr. T. Yeah, uh, I heard Vader. Wasn't Vader's really long too? No, but I Vader talked about line. some cool stuff. He talked about Stan and everything and about oh, in Japan right. and everything. Yeah, getting his eye taken out. Yeah. Um, but no, Vader's was him going on his mama, and Devon made a joke about that. He's like, I can talk about my mama, but and then can be Mr. T. Um, but that's it. Like, if you were to watch something, just put it on background noise, it'll make you laugh. It's like hysterical, funny ass jokes that the, the Dolly Boys and Mark Henry's is really good too. I like it too. It's, it's really sweet and stuff, and listening about Mark Henry coming up and everything. Um, all right, so oh, wow, yeah, you're right. Um, what Molly Holly. It's the haircut, I think. Or like the, the I mean, she styling. still looks super good. Well, I mean, she was never like the hottest uh of female superstars. No, but like she when. looks very good. But beautiful. she looks yeah. she's very like very attractive. Uh I'm like whatever the like mature version is of like, that re- it's like the female version of handsome. She has that Rihanna haircut. Obviously not handsome, but that Rihanna from that Revlon commercial whatever where she's pointing and stuff. <laughs> And that wink and everything. Anyway, okay, so takeover, Mamma Mia, bro. Uh, that was probably show of the year. I've probably I haven't seen what? a sh- I haven't seen a show that's better than that show. Fuck out of here, bro. What the fuck is better than that show? I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll come up with something. <laughs> Get the fuck fight me, bro. Fight me. Let's go outside. That's that is probably the show of the year. I have not seen a better show this year than Takeover. It's only April. Uh there's a lot of stuff that have come out. We already had Wrestle Kingdom. We've had a lot of stuff. Wrestle Kingdom was probably better than that show. I think this was. I think everything for a three-hour show for five matches. No, because Wrestle Kingdom has like dumbass six-man tags that are just fucking whatever. Nothing on this show was Yeah, but Wrestle really... Kingdom was also longer. This was, I think, one hour less than Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah. Wrestle Kingdom's four hours, right? If I recall? Four, I think. Uh, this was three. It was the first time it's ever been three. Um, no match on this show was ever like what is this going on? Like, it wasn't like, even the women's match was really cool. I mean, it was dead because it came off after the ladder match. You know, it was, I don't know what could have followed that fucking first match. That thing was crazy shit. Um, but anyway, let's get into it. So the ladder match, uh, I think it was an excellent ladder match. Uh, like it was, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I said to my friend and I made a joke and it's, EC3 lived the way he died, tanned and jacked, because that's all he did. I mean, he died the way he lived. Like, he just ate it. His whole purpose in that match was just to die and get destroyed. I think Ricochet was great. I think the first move that he did, like, uh, what's his name, Morrow says, is that he did that running springboard uh, moonsault, which was fucking awesome. He was really great. Uh, the two big guys were awesome. Like, I like Lars just throwing around shit and Dane. That's what they were supposed to be doing. I think everything in that match was incredible. The fucking things that they put the people through, like the the freak accident through the ladder. I think he did EC3 through that ladder. Uh, Killing Dane sat down on the ladder on top of EC3. They had the other one where Lars broke the first one, and then Killing Dane broke the other one. Uh, I think, I'm pretty sure the ladder, when Ricochet jumps on a Killing Dane on Lars's back, wasn't supposed to break. I bet you he was just supposed to grab him and pull him off, but it breaking made it that much cooler. There was a lot of... Crazy! Oh, the Velveteen Dream, the Rolling Death Valley driver onto the ladder. That was fucking nuts. 
There was a lot of crazy shit. I was expecting Ricochet to do like his inverted, uh, his fucking 680 or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, but he didn't pull that off. Uh, I know that Adam Cole winning the belt was always supposed to be what was happening. It wasn't because of Bobby Fish thing. Um, so he was always supposed to be the champion, which in my head, that that's cool because I always expected them to have all the belts, but I expected him to be the heavyweight champion and all three of them to have it. But what do you think about the ladder match? Uh, I don't remember it. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. Like you mentioned a lot of shit. I'm like, oh yeah, that did happen. Wow. Oh yeah, that did happen. Wow, you're the worst. Uh, I mean, it was good. Wow, I'm, not a, I'm not a Lars fan. You're the man. I, I mean, that's not the match, though. That's fine, but he was a big part of the match. I mean, everyone was. A he big was like part a major part of the match, actually, because he was like the behemoth of the match. Well, him and Dane. Yeah, but he had way more shit to do than Killian Dane did. Like, Killian Dane only ever had main moments against him. Just to have like, hey, we have two monster figures. Well, and then he did the Vader bomb and all this stuff, and he started throwing. Yeah, yeah but I'm mean, one spot. Hey, the Vader bomb, and he did the other shit. He crushed a lot of dudes. I, I wasn't a fan of like the dueling ladder spots. Like that was silly. Uh, on the outside, um, it looked like much more real ladders than like the silver painted wooden ones. No, it was a wood. Roster it used. was a wood one because when Ricochet breaks, it was wood. And it was an awesome ladder match. What is wrong with me? I just don't remember it, dude. There's been a lot of shit to go, going on in the past four. I remember four days. All of these things. I'm sure you went over it like Wrestling Observer style before today. No, I actually have not. Mm, I have not. You. Not today. You also didn't watch TNA versus. Or, I'm sorry, Impact versus. <laughs> I mean, I watched House of Hardcore, man. That's even worse. Yeah, but I that mean, was before all this. House of Hardcore was before WrestleMania. It was after Takeover. Oh, was it? Mm, it probably was like. I think it was after Takeover. Was it? I think House of Hardcore was on Saturday night because it was at midnight. Did it started you see at midnight. Joey Janela's spring break too? No, because I wasn't on Twitch for free. <laughs> I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I wanted to see the Bloodsport thing, the, but I saw clips of it. Uh, Suzuki versus um, what's his name? Matt Riddle. Oh yeah, that's right. I saw the I saw the clips of it. They put it on YouTube. Just the I was I was thinking of the uh, Great Sasuke versus Joey Janela. Oh, that was at his thing. Yeah, yeah I just yeah, saw yeah. the final shot of him on the microphone and everything. He went, he went like, uh, he fell like into a ladder, I think. Sasuke? Yeah. It was something ridiculous. And then he kind of no-sold it because he's a crazy old man. I'll have to watch it. Um, so I know about that, motherfucker. Wow. NXT and, and WWE are relegated to like, yeah, sure, this is a thing that happens. This is TakeOver, dude. And yeah, it just keeps forever moving, man. TakeOvers are great. Yeah. But there'll be another great TakeOver. Therein lies part of the problem. What? Okay, anyway. Next match, women's match. Uh, the women's match was very good, too. Uh, it, like I was saying, it came off after the ladder match, so there was a lot of steam that the audience like had to kind of chill out. And you know, uh, I don't see any match kind of following that thing. It was pretty nuts. Um, it was very technically sound. I like it. I like the spot... Uh, that Shayna has to bust her arm back in because Shayna's going to do the spot where she always breaks people's arms. She doesn't, she's not able to. Ember does it to her. She kind of breaks her arm and then, or pops out of the socket. And then Shayna bashes her shoulder into the uh, turnbuckle. I thought that was pretty cool. It was very creative. In the ring post. Yeah, in the ring post. Um, <clears throat> I know she does a fucking eclipse to the outside. I must have not paid attention during that, but I know she does, did one. I think I like was looking at a phone real quick. Um, but uh, the whole match became the armbar thing, or was it an armbar? Yeah, it was the armbar. Oh, well, she chokes her out. Uh, since her, her arm is all kind of fucking gimped out, she grabs her hair with her arm. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and she chokes her out like that. 
Ember never taps, I think. Ember just kind of falls unconscious, if I recall correctly, which is nice. I mean, it it, it made her, I mean, she showed up on Raw anyway, so it made her stay strong because she never, like, stone cold, she never tapped out. So she just kind of fall, fell asleep. Um, Shayna is cool as the champ. Uh, I was fine with it. Maybe she should have, I mean, you shouldn't beat Ember right off the bat with Shayna coming in, but, I mean, she could have been the champ back then when she had her little match too, but um, <clears throat> I think it was... Very well done. I I find it funny that she hugs uh, Ronda, and Ronda's a good guy, and Shayna's completely pure evil. But NXT and WWE are two separate worlds, you know, where Triple H is a good guy in NXT, and he's a bad guy in WWE. Um, but <clears throat> I think the match was very technically sound. I really like it. I think it told a very good story. Uh, Shayna is very strong. I mean, even for her little mat work, it, she's just an imposing woman that, like, she's there, Ronda, kind of. Like, you know, she rolls people up and does her shit. Uh, what do you feel about it? If you remembered it, uh, brain, brain, brain. Um, yeah, same sound, good. Uh, it was kind of that low point where you're just like, I just saw something that had like all the fucking bells and whistles you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of exhausting. It was a nice change of pace, but it was also like I have I have trouble getting as into this as I pro- probably would. Uh, otherwise, but you know, it was fine. Like it was, it was good. Not great, but good. Yeah. Solid, solidly good. Uh, I mean, over, overall, like no crazy notable spots other than the ones that you mentioned. And even that I was just like, Oh, this is just like wrestling selling shit. Uh, so it was weird that that was the finish for Ember Moon who then got called up, but whatever. I mean, I guess seeing, seeing as other two different worlds, like why not just have her be beat? Like straight up and down. Or well, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Because exactly. she's she's the she gnome. She's the female lawyer. Sure. Uh, all right. Next match was the tag match, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, <clears throat> it was AOP uh against Roddy and Dunn against uh the fucking shock the system. Whatever they're fucking <laughs> some of the people I love. Undisputed uh, era. Yeah, Undisputed Era. Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole because Bobby Fish is out. Um, right off the bat, they AOP put Adam Cole through that fucking table just to set him out, you know, whatever. Because he's he had that match earlier. Um match was pretty cool. I think it was very good. I there was a really cool spot where uh Kyle gets like Germaned and he pops back up and he's gonna go attack the the one of the uh Akamer. Razor, and then he just kind of stumbles back like he's in like a fucking Ric Flair mode where he's like, oh, and then he just falls out of the ring. I thought it was hysterical. Uh, whole story, the match, that's when I texted you, Anime Betrayal, Top 10 Anime Betrayal. I was like, oh, I just started this match. I was like, whoa, forget what I said. Uh-huh. When you texted me that night, well, I texted you Top 10 Anime Betrayals, and you're like, I just started NXT, and I was like, okay, don't talk to me because I Oh, I was it. just fucking with you. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, that's why I stopped talking to you. I was like, I'm not going to talk to you, bro. No, I was watching it uh, live um, in real time. In real time. So the whole story in the end was Roddy <clears throat> betrays Dunn. Dunn lays out Kyle with the uh, X-Plex. X-Plex, right? Yeah. Whatever he calls it, but yeah. It, well, it's the X-Plex and the other one. God, yeah, I, 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 I can't remember. He hit him with the other one, because I know it's a name. Uh, and then Roddy runs in. I see, when I'm watching it, he goes for the pin, he gets one, two, and I see Roddy in the corner, like, hauling ass into the ring. I'm like, why is he running in the ring? And then that dude stomps him, picks him up, hits him with the end, he hits him with the end of heartache, and then he fucking lets Kyle pin. And right when that happened, I'm like, ah! 
I flipped out. So I was like, oh shit, oh shit. They're doing the fucking swerve. And I love Adam Cole's face. He's like, what? He has like this big open gape uh, like face. I know the only reason they did that was because of, I heard, because of Bobby Fish. So they needed these guys as the champions. So, you know, put him in. It, But it, it kind of goes because Roddy's whole story was he always wanted gold, never could get gold. Uh, he's chased gold. Uh, Undisputed Era comes up to say, hey, you can join us. He says, no. Bad guy stuff. He's still going to chase gold. He keeps losing, keeps losing. And now he says, it's more or less like good guys. Like, fuck it. These guys have the gold. I'm going to join them. So now like Freebird rules. I am the champion. I am the, the tag champion until Bobby comes back. I assume there'll probably be infighting and Bobby and uh, I mean, Roddy and Adam Cole will probably fight for the, the thingy. But for now, you'll have the ROH stable, which I was like, oh, shit. And I always love Kyle Riley when he has the belt. He does that fucking guitar solo on the belt. Whenever they play the music, he it always... just looks ridiculous. I love that. I don't know why. It's just really funny. He always I, I, I feel like he never... He should never be a goofball. <laughs> they're, they're not goofballs on TV. They're like goofballs at house shows. But he shouldn't because he's mean, the fucking, fucking... goofball on, on the, the pay-per-view. It's only when he adjacent. has the belt. <laughs> I mean, as I'm saying. The, well, even that flare spot, like, although funny, it just doesn't strike me as the Kyle O'Reilly that I've absorbed across these years now. Well, it's the, I'm fucking still going, man. I still got it, but I don't got it. I don't know. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly is the the hard ass guy of the thing. I mean, I think him and Bobby Fish are both supposed to be like really serious dudes. Um, so the guy versus Shibata would not have done all that. <laughs> well, that's a different world. And also, Shibata wasn't throwing him around. I think there's a different story. AOP like fucking manhandled him. Um, and it's really funny, you know, looking at it and looking at AOP coming up on Raw and like we were talking about it. And I've said it before. Man, when AOP first showed up, we didn't give a shit about them. It's like, what, three years? I mean, don't get me wrong. I still don't really give a shit about them, but I give more of a shit. I like them a lot. I think they're I so much I better than they... I can't say that much. Really? I think they're so much better than they used to. Whenever they come out, I'm like, I mean, oh. I agree with that. I'm like, oh, man, it's AOP. I really like these guys. I agree with that, but like, I like them a lot would be putting them on the level of like a Braun Strowman, where when he comes on, I'm paying attention. AOP, come on, I'm not really paying attention. Like, they're just still there. They're just more impressive than they weren't prior. That is how I feel about it. I can them. get you. I can get behind it. I just I just feel like I give a shit about them. And they're not shocking the system. No, they're not. Well, those are my boys. Weird. Those are my boys. Yeah, the, the 305. That uh, MVP thing. Whatever, it's like three something. <laughs> Very strange. It was this. This was MVP. Yeah. Um, bunch of this too. <laughs> uh, and then we come to the championship match. Uh, uh, El Idolo, who did not show up on SmackDown, which is really weird. Uh, I was wondering if he would have, but he didn't. Maybe he'll come in the Superstar Shakeup. That's I, what I was thinking. I was totally expecting because, like, before SmackDown, we could just talk about these or anything. I was thinking, okay, Raw got a woman, they got a tag team, and they got a man. So I was like, okay, so we'll probably get the women, which we did. We get the Iconics, which is great. You even brought up, I was like, they should come up. And they did. And I was like, oh, excellent. I called it. Uh, and then I was like, okay, I wonder what guy's coming up. Well, fucking Andrade Cien Almas, unless they want to keep him for a rematch. But, you know, or maybe Drew McIntyre will show up. Because supposedly he's ready, even though on the pre-show he's like, no, but it'd be Swerve Central and he'd show up. And then I was like, okay, and then you could have Sanity, you know, or some shit like that, you know. But nothing happened. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I like Almas now. I think Almas is great. And it's like... Fuck. Well, we could talk about this because I'll bring it up. Fuck uh, 
uh, Alberto Del Rio. And you heard what happened to him, right? Over WrestleMania weekend? I was going to text you when that happened. I was like, whatever. Fuck it. I'll just, you'll then find he out. No showed, uh, he no showed the, the champion match at Impact against Austin Aries. And, uh, uh, and then he matched the one that they had instead. It was him versus Phoenix, right? No, it was, uh, they were supposed to have a tag match. Uh, it was him and Austin Aries versus Phoenix and Pentagon. Pentagon right. And then it just became a triple threat match because it was setting up for the title match that they're going to have, I think, at the end of this at month. At the other thing, which they've been... At the Impact thing. I think they filmed everything for that thing, too. Possibly. Yeah, like all his I stuff. know he's already been released, though. Like they on, released him that day, instantly. Yeah, they fired like on him. The, on the most recent Killing the Town, they address it, that Don Callis is just like, yep. And it's funny because on the most recent Killing the Town, uh, it's two interviews, basically. It's Don Callis and Ed Nordum mm-hmm. of, of Impact, and then... Uh, it's Lance and somebody else who I can't remember at the top of my head, but it doesn't matter. It's the Ed Nordholm thing, and they address it right at the top. They're like, he no-showed, and we're done. Yeah, what it said is that he was he was gung-ho. He was at the but press conference. He was there at the press conference. He yeah. was at the press conference earlier. Supposedly, someone said some shit, and he took offense to it. Like, someone was talking shit, and it's like, come the fuck out, Alberto. And then he said he wasn't feeling well that morning, and then they called, and he wasn't there, and he wasn't in his room, and he was gone. So they instantly terminated him that fucking day. And everyone is worried that he was going to be Braun's partner. And it's like, WD, you're not that dumb to hire this fucking train wreck of I a mean, guy. I mean, they were talking to him a few months ago. They were, but that was before he was fucking train wreck of a man who's just going to... No, he's been train wreck of a he man has. for a long time. It, like, he's still a fucking joke. But you have what you want in... Alberto, they wanted the big Mexican, this Latin star. They have what that is in Almas. Almas can be that guy. And if they keep what's-her-name with him, too, that's it. Those guys Zelina are... Vega. Zelina Vega, those guys are top tier together. Almas and her, awesome. And I love Almas. I think he's got fucking charisma out of the ass. Just have him speak Spanish. I know they make him talk English because everyone has to. But when he cuts in Spanish, that's awesome. Like his little random, those promo packages which are great. The one where he's in the gym and he comes up and he yells in Spanish and all that shit. I think that's awesome. A lot of Pero stuff. Yeah, a lot of respect to me and all that shit like that. Uh, yeah, no. That uh, was Del Mar, bro. All, all I gotta say is... uh. Welcome aboard, because I've been on this bandwagon for quite a while. Well, we have. I have been too. I've like. Yeah, I've been on there much longer. Lo, so. I know. Well, you have, but I've enjoyed El Idolo. As soon as as soon as he did any Los Angeles anything, I was like, "Yep, that's it. I know where this is going, and I love it." <laughs> I like El Idolo. It was. I liked it when he beat when he's doing the uh, the McIntyre match, right? Yeah, because that's when I was like, "Holy shit, this guy is actually yeah. fucking." Oh no, I like way before. <laughs> um, Pozur. So that <laughs> that match was great. That was also a great match. Uh, I mean, it was it was black taking like 90 percent of him getting his shit rocked, you know, but that's I mean, black looks great anyway, but it was him getting a lot of destroyed. And the story was Elena Vega would always catch him, always catch him, always do the sneaky stuff. And that was awesome. I I really liked it. Um, And I just think every spot in that match, like. I I don't know if if I liked it better than him versus Johnny Gargano. I mean, I really like this one a lot, or the McIntyre one. I think the Gargano one's awesome, but there's something about this one too. Is I didn't see the Gargano. One. You did oh, see was the, that the last takeover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That no, was but that. they had another match. That that's the that one was that the one Champa. on NXT TV. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I'm talking about the talking about the takeover one. The one that went like 30 minutes. I was like, this thing's nuts, and he was just they did all the crazy shit outside. Um, but oh, it's yeah, just, it was the one that Candice comes into. Yes. This was a great match, and in the end, the whole story, um, Zelina Vega jumps up. She gets seen by the ref. She jumps for a crossbody. 
I hate Thomas. Um, uh, Alistair Black ducks, almost catches her, and then Alistair Black hits him for the one uh, black mass out of nowhere. Just one. He never That's hit him any time. Yeah, yeah. And that was that, and he pinned him. So it was Zelina Vega's fault the whole time. Uh, I didn't think he was going to win. I thought Almas was going to keep that shit. And then it's so funny to see Alistair Black smile. It was like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like, he was super happy with the bell, like, wee, like the biggest smile. But um, I think that was a great match. Uh, that was super hype. There were some moments in that match that, like, the thing when I think they go outside of the ring and then he gets rolled back in and then he just hits him with that, uh, the capture DDT. And then you think that's it. Like, and I was like, oh shit, that's it. It's done. And he doesn't. There was a lot of super, super, super close near falls in that. Uh, I think yeah, he, there's, I think he does an awesome moonsault outside too. I know Alistair does a crazy one outside. Yeah, he does like a springboard, like almost does that corkscrew one. Like he jumps oh, yeah, out. Yeah. 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 I'm like, did someone do a Sasuke special on one of those? Uh, I think almost did one of those. I know Alistair did his usual flip, but then he didn't stop. He slid and then he ro- and then he right, did a quick right. one. But he did two planches outside. I know Alistair did, which he like I never see him do. Maybe he does. I just don't pay attention. He posted. Uh, did you see that black and white post that he made on Instagram with the title? Yes, it was very long. I didn't read the second part of it because I was like interrupted, but. I was like, you know, good on him. Like, I, I don't, I think he's deserving of the championship. Like, I think he's a very, he's a very good wrestler. He's very good. He's, he's got a presence. He's very, he's imposing. He has that look. He's deadpan. His moves look crisp. Like he's, he's great. And it's, it's cool that, you know, Trips loves him, you know, and they're pushing him. Um, so I guess they're going to keep almost unless he shows up the shakeup. If he doesn't, then they're keeping him down there, which is cool. Almost is great. And let them have their little rivalry, you know, uh, and then we come to the final match, which is Gargano and uh, Ciampa for an awesome fucking match. See, I wasn't. How are you not? That thing was so. It was such a build through it. I like, like the build to it. Everything match. in the match. Oh my god! The whole Ciampa has the heat that Dolph wishes he has with the fucking no music shit. This guy comes out. Fuck you, Ciampa, asshole. Yeah, he's you know go oh my beyond God. he has like nuclear fission heat. That fuck you Chamba chant, I cracked up and like he's just staring at them. No music, that's the best. Like <laughs> he just came out to nothing. But he had like fancy gear, which I thought. I was mean, funny. what? Yeah, he had he has his overcoat trench coat thing, but it's still just like come out. No, no, but it was just really funny because it's such a contrast with the rest of it. I can understand. Yeah, he should you just know, come out in a and shirt. And I kind of like it because it's almost the ultimate fuck you. Well, because he's like, I'm a fucking talent, you know, fuck you, you know, you don't appreciate this. And I he, still like that that Blackheart shirt's not for sale. Yeah, because he doesn't want to give it. <laughs> the fans don't deserve it, man. They shit all over uh, They did. They shit him all over the whole match, and he's just staring at them and they're saying, fuck you. Gargano comes out, the roof blows off. The whole match, it felt like it was a like a slow New Japan, because in the beginning it was very slow and they were doing stuff. I forgot really where it kicked off. I know there was that fucking sickening powerbomb into the cement. That he hits uh, Chompa like thing way later though it was, but that's when it started really skyrocketing. Um, they had, <laughs> I know he, it's just a plant, but he takes that plant's fucking uh, crutches, and that was the best thing ever. <laughs> like, oh, the plant, the security he, immediately yeah. escorted away. <laughs> I thought that was hysterical. Um, so in the end, it came down to uh, Gargano's like uh, Chompa's pulling off his brace, and he's he's he did the. Didn't he do the top rope lung blower onto him? I don't remember. Dude. He hit him something with his with his knee, like outside, like I know from the top rope. It was something. Oh, no, nuts. didn't he go for a knee strike? But he he does it from the top rope, and he's like he fucks his knee up. Oh. Um, 
he gets no, the... No, I thought he took off the knee brace too, like... He took it afterwards. Gargano worse. Yeah, well, he took it off afterwards. And then they get the, the crutches. Gargano breaks the crutch like he was going to stab him. He rushes to stab him. And Ciampa's got, like, a fucking huge black eye, too. He's got a yeah, big yeah. swollen face. Because they went off on each other. And then it was kind of like the same scene from the Cruiserweight thing where they just sat next to each other. And then he doesn't want to beat him. He doesn't want to hit him with a thing. And then Gargano fucking Philly fakes him out. Grabs the crutch, swings. I mean, not Gargano. Uh, Ciampa grabs crutch, uh, the the knee brace, swings. Gargano ducks, grabs it, and then fucking puts him in the Gargano no escape thing. No, it puts him in STF and chokes him with the fucking knee brace, yanks him. I thought that was such a great finish. And I didn't think he was going to get his job. I thought he didn't. I thought they would be like, move him up, you know, but he... Uh, no, he's... I, don't, I wouldn't say he's an NXT lifer, but you can milk so much more out of that. I mean, he's their new... He's their megastar, like... That's he, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you, and you can get more out of him, I think. Well... I was trying to think about it. it's like how kayfabe and story can two these two people coexist in the same locker room. Like it's such like it's not like Sammy and Kevin where they hate each other. Like this is like I fucking want to murder you. <laughs> like especially with Chomp and shit. But they'll probably have their final blow off at like the next takeover. It'll probably be like a big thing. Uh, I don't know how you didn't think that match was great. No, like, I'm kidding. I thought it was great. Okay. That's fucking five stars. That's another five star Gargano match. Yeah. I think that, that, that was... Everything about the like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I can't remember it, but yes, I remember. There were some great spots. It was, I think, impressive. it was thirty-seven minutes long. I think thirty-seven yeah, or twenty-seven, something like that. But it was, it was great. I think it was worth it for everything. And when I figured out, it's like, oh shit, they're going on the end. I was like, oh, this is they're saving stuff for it. It's unsanctioned. I mean, and it was a cool shit. It was like, uh, I mean, the whole Champa thing. It was slow in the beginning because it was just them beating each other, and Champa was just beating him. And it was just him. methodical at the beginning. It was, and Champa was destroying him, like really beating him up. And people were booing the shit out of him, and it's just like, oh, you don't want to watch this guy just fucking the nice guy get destroyed. And I know he puts him over the ropes, and he fucking stomps on his head like five hundred times, and it's like, oh, fuck you, Champa. Um. Anyway, it was a great show. I, I mean, it's it's the proof of concept that like psychology is that important. You know, it, it is, and you know the psychology of that match was was what made it as good as it was it was and also as shitty as it is to say champa getting injured helped this storyline because it was like this huge what year build of all this and then he shows up and he fucks him over and then it's just like you know they're four or five year builds of them being friends till finally the whole fuck you then he gets injured and then disappears it's it's crazy that you know they say that long stories don't last but man this story has been building for like fucking ever since day one well, it's also been kind of a victim of circumstance, right? So, like, the injury wasn't planned, but it they turned that that negative into a big a time positive. positive. Yeah, especially like even in the video package, where it's just like you know, like I got hurt and you just kept going. Like, yeah, you just then focus on yourself. And I won the damn match with a fucking broken ACL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that yeah, that is just. And I mean, they sell it so well. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're still very good friends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta have to be to have that kind of match. Like only, I think in wrestling, only the best of friends have a match like that. I think that's what made the the Golden Lovers Young Bucks match so good. Did you still haven't seen it? I finally did. Oh, you saw it. I also saw the new one with uh, Cody and Kenny, which I was. I only like, caught the ending of it. Kind of like a little iffy on that. Cody in the ring still doesn't impress me a lot. Cody's still a three star man, and I feel like he yeah. Kenny didn't I, even pull a fucking like. Cody is a three-star man that that tries to go four. Like, he tries to elevate his game, but uh, his strongest suit is will always be in, like, the acting portion of it. It will. He's, he's Not, a good bad guy, and he... Right, no, and he's, like, a drama kid and all that stuff, so that's where he shines, right? 
It's in all of the character stuff. Mm-hmm. In the wrestling, he's just like, you know, it's like Stone Cold always said, like he was a good mechanic in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, Cody is a very capable wrestler, but he's not. Like, he's hit his ceiling. Wrestler, yeah, right? I, I think he can't go any higher. And it's a shame because Kenny can give you a fucking five star, four star match. And they couldn't even like to me. It just it never I didn't see the whole thing. So I only caught the end because I wanted to see the end. There's a lot of people that are like with me that is just like. It was an okay match, but for a Kenny match, it's like, I expect a lot more. You know, like in a Mega match, you'd expect like, here we go, this is Kenny Omega match, time to... And it didn't feel like he cranked it. It felt like, no, nah, I'm saving this shit for Japan. Like, this isn't... It's not worth my time. Because, I mean, Cody's had like a good like four-star, four-plus match with people. You know what I mean? He actually never gets four stars. He's always three and like an inch to it. I he, think his Okada one was like a four, four-plus, the one from the last uh, probably. US tour. That was a really good match. You know, it had its like shenanigans but they didn't take away from the match i thought it didn't it felt more like a well wwf wwe match than it was was more of an american match yes you know what i mean but i you know i I still think his performance in that match and uh and you know and some of the stuff since then has been really good but again it's i think he focuses a lot more on character stuff Mm -hmm. than on specifically improving in the ring you know like he's capable he I want to say he's kind of like Randy in that way, where Randy is like really capable in the ring. I think Randy's, yeah. But Randy, Randy, it's Randy's persona that takes him, that like elevates him that much more. It is. You know what I mean? Because Randy isn't like the greatest in ring anything. Randy's very good in the ring, though. Like he's. Yeah, but but he's he's like a solid foundation. I don't think he does anything that's like exemplary. He doesn't do anything off the thing, but like he puts on solid, very good matches. Like it's not like. Yeah, but I, I right, but what he's a hall of famer. I, like he's I, very good at what he does. He's super technically sound. He knows what the I'd fuck. I never he's doing. call Randy a four and a half to five star guy. He's to me like a three and a half to four and a quarter star guy. Yeah, he can hit a four star. I think Randy does. Randy does. You know, he you know, and I put Cody in, in a very similar place. Now, Randy also has a lot more years than Cody in there because I think. Once Randy found his groove of I don't care and I'm I'm okay that the crowd knows I don't care. I'm putting in minimal effort at best. Oh well, you know, it's funny. I, <laughs> he I'll, makes that work. I'll put this Randy thing. It's like how I heard uh, Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer that I knew it. Because Randy was on top from the moment that he like won that title for what, fourteen years, something stupid long, you know. Randy's great, but it is like if you look at Randy now, you could be like, Man, this is fucking boring. But Randy was like he was fucking awesome in his time when he wants to, and he could still be if he wants to. It's just why would he have to? You know, I don't. It's, it's the Nakamura problem. I well, I can go. We'll in, get there. We'll get I can go into the Nakamura thing. Yeah, this is, this is a thing. It's also from, but from Dave Meltzer, and I kind of agree with what he said about that. And it sucks because it's like, wow, well, maybe it is true. All right, so no, I'm, I'm sure it's definitely. True. <laughs> I've heard it from a couple of different podcasts now, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, and I never thought about it. I was just like, oh wow. <laughs> uh, so. WrestleMania. So I know I texted you during WrestleMania and I said this is probably being one of the best WrestleManias I've seen in a long time because that was during <laughs> the beginning of it. <laughs> WrestleMania had a very good opener, I think. The, Look, the WrestleMania Miz, goes strong until about the halfway point. It's after the Ronda match. Well, no, I'd say it's around. It really starts to fall off a cliff at, at the end of the Daniel Bryan Shane match. Like, that's where it just, like, falls off a cliff. Okay, okay, well, well, let's get to it. Okay, so the first match, the Seth, Finn, and Miz, I think it was a very good match. I think it was yes. good. I was still, like, kind of half in, half out, 
But from what I saw, it was very good. I mean, a typical cry blew up threat. for Seth, uh, yeah. him winning. That's fine. White Walker Seth. Yeah, he was the fucking nice. He was the king, man. <laughs> I thought that was cool. My dad's like, man, that's going to suck him wrestling in contest. I'm like, dad, it's just context. Well, he took him off immediately. Before Did he? Started. Yeah, he wrestled in brown eyes. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I thought he weren't. It's a scalaris. I noticed. <laughs> I noticed. That, no, they weren't even scalaris. They were just blue, I think. Oh, I thought he had full. You know, no, no. Uh, no, because I noticed that right before, right as the match was starting, when they were all like kind of getting the feel for it, Finn has blue eyes, uh, Miz has blue eyes, Seth has brown eyes, because oh. they too have naturally blue eyes, and Seth doesn't. Yeah, he's been like, hold on, guys, I got to pull this out while Miz he is was, coming. He out. was on his Roman tip that day with those blue <laughs> those eyes. Blue eyes. Anyway, I think it's a very solid match. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I like the the finish spot where um. Finn did the coup de gras. He's trying to roll Miz over. Seth comes out of nowhere and fucking yeah, it's a stomp. curb stomp on the back of Miz's back. And then he curb stomps Miz. And then I thought it was really cool. I do like the camera angle that they got where fucking Seth comes out of nowhere and fucking frog splashes him. That uh, was very good. I think it was a great opener. It was very yeah, hype. Was. Uh, I think that was, a, that was a solid match. And I was like, oh, that was a very good opener. Uh, second match was a SmackDown one, which was the women's title already. Right. I think that was a very good match. Too. Highly disappointed, though. But yes, I know. You know, it's like my buddy said, it had to happen sometime. It's a shame that it happened now. Hey, I had to justify it to Nicole because she was just like, what? she was, she couldn't believe what she just saw. It's and weird like, booking that she lost. It right. has to end. I get that it's at Mania. I get that it's to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done it. Personally. I would have done it now. Yeah, I would have had maybe a rematch at SummerSlam where Charlotte beats her and gets the title back, possibly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever, man, it is what it Charlotte is. Charlotte is like their girl. Like they're building yeah. their thing around it. Understandable that she should beat Asuka. In sure. the end, after when it happened, I was like, wow. Like I was like, whoa. I'm still not a fan of that outcome. But I, I mean, yeah, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And I didn't expect it. I think it was a good, very good match. But, you know, it's like, I'm not like it, like Roman winning rumble. Like I was upset. I was just like, oh, no, that, no, no, I was no, like, no. that was, fucking sucks. But whatever. it was a shock. The system. Moment. It was. It was a hyper. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, uh, very good match, though. I liked it a lot. Uh, it was probably Charlotte's one of her best matches outside of, I think, the other one that she had with Sasha on Raw. That crazy go anywhere no, in Charlotte. Far her best match. Um, the, the moonsault into the arm bar was enough. for me. I think that was really cool. Uh, that like spin a Rooney into an arm bar. I mean, I like her arm getting destroyed the whole match and she wins with the figure eight, but like without her arm, I thought it was a really cool spot. Uh, I like the whole thing with Oscar at the end, you know, Charlotte was ready for Oscar. Congratulations. They hugged and yeah. she, she talked to her. It feels like a lot, but whatever. Oh, whatever. You know, two women, it's a big thing, you know? Sure. Oscar's the, a big the, thing the weird to beat Oscar run through of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The whole time I forgot. Cena's been around since the pre-show since you were watching. Yeah, no, the no, no. I, I saw no before the pre-show started. Yeah. He's I in caught the, on Twitter at like four o'clock. The fans were like, Cena's in the crowd. Yeah. And he, he was hanging out with the people. In the I front, actually yeah. watched. I had the pre-show on. I wasn't, a, I wasn't actively watching it. Like I have it on while I was getting dinner ready and I just leave it going. Like, I on the caught TV. a lot of Mustafa Ali and, uh, and Cedric. That was a good match. I only caught the end of it and I come back. My dad's like, this is a very good match. You missed it. <laughs> From what I saw, I was like, whoa. I also thought Mustafa Ali was going to win, by the way. I thought so too. But Cedric wins and, you know, That's good fine. for him. Hey. I didn't really watch the Andre because I didn't care that hey, much. Hey, our boy Matt Hardy won there. I know. I did appreciate that. Well, as soon <laughs> as, as Broken Bray came out, I was like, yes. <laughs> I did not expect Matt to win that shit. <laughs> I didn't deny it, but I'm glad he did. I also liked the Sister Abigail into the uh, Twist of Fate. They did that in Raw too. Yeah. 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 So I was okay with the ending, but I didn't watch the whole thing like leading up to it. No, I let it on while I was kind of. I only pay attention to the Mustafa. And then the women's, uh, the women's, I saw just about all of it. 
Yeah, I watched that all of it because I was eating dinner. So anyway, um, so women's match was really cool. So next was a smack, uh, a raw match, and we had what was the next one? No, it was not. It was yeah, the it goes US raw smackdown raw. It's not. Oh, it was really? The US title match. I'm looking at the card. Oh well, because it's it, later on. It's always back forth, back forth, back forth, back forth, back forth. I mean, it is. Uh, yeah, it is. The rest of the, the yeah, it just the goes show. back forth, back forth, right? But yeah. This okay. is the moment where it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Um, this was Rusev versus Bobby Roode versus Jinder versus Randy. This wasn't a bad match. It was cool. I mean, it was a four away kind of thing. I didn't expect gender to win, but whatever. You have the bad guy heel, you know, more gender. I know they're never keeping him, never putting him towards that fucking main event title, which is fine. Whatever. Really, it would have been crazy if Rusev won it. I heard the only reason that Rusev is on this four way is because fucking people are going nuts for him. So, hey, let's put him on this thing and make him go nuts because he was originally supposed to be in the battle royal. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that as well. Rusev could have won, but whatever. Rusev's fucking yeah, but do you really stratosphere want, over? Do you really want him to have that US title again? He's, he's never going to get that main event. He's title. had it so many times. I'd, I'd almost rather him and and uh, and Aiden English have the tag titles. Well, Aiden doesn't even wrestle. Aiden's like his guy to take his. I know, I know, but I mean, he wrestles. He's just a jobber. He does, but he's like his. Yeah, he's like his sing brother. Right, right, right. Yeah. He's just a job guy. Uh, but you know, they can flu guys. Put thirteen year old won the raw tag titles. Hey man, the fourteen is however old is. I didn't see that match. This <laughs> Nicholas, bro. <laughs> he was on WWE.com. Nicholas, no, <laughs> when no. they had on the belts. You know uh, how many people Nicholas. I've I've seen write that he needs to get moved to the alumni section. <laughs> uh, he never had a picture. It was just his name. It said Braun. No, Nicholas. I know because it was just Braun's photo. Braun's whole body. <laughs> Braun and Nicholas. Anyway, match was pretty good. Uh, it was still solid up until then. It's still a very good mania and hasn't been a very good mania. I think the last one was, I mean, I really enjoyed. Is it 18? 17, 17. No, I mean, 17 is like iconic mania. Yeah, it's 17. Uh, I was shocked. Best manias. I was shocked that, uh, that Randy won. (laughs) It wasn't Randy, it was Jinder. I'm sorry, Jinder won. Yeah, no, no, it's that Randy won on SmackDown. Randy won on SmackDown. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Rusev. Like, they, they kind of built it towards it. Or Bobby Roode, uh, at least. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't think Jinder. But, I mean, they're still with this Jinder experiment. But at least keep Jinder on those titles. That's fine. He should have been there from the start and then moved his way. Not... D backward. Yeah. Well, whatever. Uh then we had This was the most surprising match of the night. This was the best match, I think, probably. Yeah. I think it was. <laughs> yeah. This it's this it's it's probably Oscar Charlotte, truly. Uh just because I think overall that was a better match, but mm-hmm. this is just so surprising that it you're was. like, I cannot believe this is as good as it is. I was very into this thing. And so was I. Yeah. So was I. And I was. One, this is also the Ronda Rousey match. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, one, I was I was stunned by how good Ronda looked. So, but, like uh, not as a wrestler, like attractive. I mean, she's an attractive. She's woman, attractive woman, but she's but very attractive like, in that. Yeah. Woo, yeah. Very attractive. No disrespect to Ronda, but yes, because she listens to this podcast. Obviously, <laughs> of course, she's a friend. Um, but uh, she was like incredibly attractive. And then, like, as soon as Game Face went, I was like, oh, not someone to fuck with. Got it. I will say the only funny thing about this is that Stephanie McMahon somehow uh, countering Ronda's armbar should have never occurred. But, you know, you know, you can focus on the one thing. This is the. (laughs) 
Rocky, this is the, the women's mean, champion that decimated women until she got fucking beat. But until she got punched in the face a few times. This is Stephanie McMahon who fucking countered Ronda's top tier armbar, what she's known for. Whatever. She should have never done it. But it's a fucking wrestling hey, show. Hey, no, it's, no, no. Because there is a logical form to that. What is what is right, the form one, that Stephanie is? How, now, about, how long has she known that she's had this match? A month? Uh Stephanie? Yeah. Yeah. About a month, right? Probably about a month. So you have a month to not only study something that is actually available on tape. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. And then she has, obviously she works out every night at the Performance Center. That's, that's. And uh, has access to top tier trainers that can just be like, hey, I need to be able to counter this one thing. That's trainer tough, Rocky. Say it, dog. Rocky, you could sit on the, <laughs> I'm just saying. The events of Stephanie somehow beating Ronda's armbar. Whatever. I don't give a shit. I just, I thought that was hysterical. I think that match was great. I really thought Hunter was going to be the one who's going to lose. A lot of people did. I, I mean, as did I. Because he was coming I multiple that, times. I knew that I wasn't going to have it because that's not the rules of the match. No, but they could have. It's not that, like... That's not the rules of the it match. It doesn't say a woman has to pin a woman or a man has to pin a man. Yeah, it does. Doesn't? Yeah, it's it's just like the mix match challenge. As soon as the other gender gets tagged in... Well, it's like any other gender to, match. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. You have to... Not any intergender match because you know indie wrestling does that kind of shit. All okay, time. well I'm talking about I'm talking about like Young Bucks universe. versus the cutest tag team ever or whatever the fuck universe of WWE. But I thought she would, and hey, that's whatever. No, Hunter I, massively putting over this woman. I thought he would have tapped, and nothing would have happened, which would have been great. Also, I mean, he did get a shit kick by her multiple times. Anytime she was in all the that corner thing. selling, like all oh, these punches, all oh, these. Punches. I thought that was great. What's up, Shane? What's up with these punches? Yeah, and then she did the Stephanie, and then she gut punched her, and somebody's like, "Oh fuck!" That was great. <laughs> Because she just, like, collapsed. Yeah, she hit her, like, not hard, but it looked hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Knocked her up and then collapsed. Uh, I know she puts trips in the armbar, doesn't she? Or attempts yeah, yeah, yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know she slams Triple H. She did that awesome swinging Samoan drop. She was, was very... TKO, wasn't it? Yeah. The uh, old Mark Marrow? No, it wasn't the TKO. I know she caught her and then fucking Samoan drop. I think she spun her something. Something weird. I don't I mean, think she TKO is... What TKO is, is like a fucking cutter into the... No, it's a it's a fireman's carry in, into a cutter. Into a cutter, yeah. I don't think she took it. I know she did a Simone drop. I could swear she took it. I know she did an exploder or some weird toss, but um, yeah, some of those were a little like I think that was a Stephanie uh, just being like, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah, uh, Triple H and Kurt were great. Kurt in his little of what he can do was very good. I'm glad that Kurt. You can tell Kurt was has that in weird there. Frankenstein walk. Right, I'm old. I'm glad that Kurt was in there the little bit that he was in there. Like he was only ever in there to like, you know, shine it up a little bit here and there, here mm-hmm. and there, but. It was mainly Ronda, which was not only impressive in that everybody thought that she wasn't going to be as good as she was. Yeah. Based on all the interactions prior. Uh, but the fact that she was the heavy of the match, I thought was superb. I thought it was great. Yeah. It showed it off. And I, after seeing that, I was like, I can't wait to see her wrestle again. And, and then I was same. like, she's not wrestling on Raw. I hope she wrestles again on Raw. Like, I, I really want to see her wrestle again. Uh, supposedly, I don't know if you've heard it, and you probably did, but there supposedly the main event of next WrestleMania already is is to be Charlotte versus Ronda, and it's supposed to be the actual legit first ever female main event of WrestleMania. Uh, but I'm alright with that. I think Ronda looked great. Uh, yes. I think she's very solid. Let's see her in a singles match, but I think it was awesome. I was very excited. Like I'm never excited for these stupid gimmick matches, but I was like, wow, wow, right. wow, wow. It looked great, and I really love. The ending where she just snaps her arm and it's the moment she that, falls, it's that instant tap. Yeah, <laughs> that arm snap was dumb. The oh, fact I, that they were trying to sell like she broke her arm. I'm like, 
you know, the the that- Shayna to Ember thing at the previous takeover, oh, that looked way more convincing. <laughs> well, yes, but this is like... This is just like, she just fell to a sign. Well, she <laughs> turned it and fell. They didn't get a good angle. Like, right. she's supposed that's, to be... That's the thing. She had it in the Kimura and then fell down and turned. So it's Why like... It a, I thought she was just holding it. No, she had the... The Kimura's a double wrist lock. She turned the arm upside down, so, like, no one's watching this, but Rocky is... I'm pointing my elbow upward, and she'd have her arm this, and I think that when she fell, it was supposed to be, like... Turn your no, arm. no, because she fell into effectively an arm bar. But she had her arm like tilted, so she was supposed to fall backwards. Whatever they had it at a bad angle, so right the moment that Ronda fell, it was you're done. It she did the same thing that she did on Raw, where she turned the yeah. arm, wrapped it, and collapsed. But I thought that was cool. Like the moment they she didn't fell, get a good angle on Raw either. They didn't. But I like it that it wasn't extended where somebody's like, oh, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, just yeah. oh fuck, you know, that's it. I'm out, done. Well, I mean, there was a lot happening in that match already. It was. Uh, I think it was very good. I like the callback to trips almost hitting Stephanie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from last WrestleMania. Like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> and Stephanie's like, okay, I'm going to go down. Yeah, I'm just going to be down here. <laughs> like, you do you. I like she was reaching for the tag and Triple H is still knocked out uh-huh. uh, uh, at ringside. There was, there was a lot of good stuff in that match. Very good. It's like to the point, like, I'd like to watch that match again. It's a very good match. Uh, um, then the next match was one that I found to be somewhat disappointing in that it was so short. Uh, and it was the SmackDown uh, tag team triple threat match. Um, it was short, but I'm, hey, I'll say this. I can be cool with like, what was it, like two minutes or three minutes? I don't know. There's no time. Well, let me look up the time. Hold on. I know it's short. I can be fine with a short squash match because they're building these guys to be like unstoppable monsters. And I like them chucking those dudes around. And they really looked more imposing. Like, it was like the same thing where they just train wrecked everyone. And I kind of liked I mean, I liked it for that sense. And sometimes you got to have a match like that where... 550. It was five minutes. You got to have a match like that where... You never do a match like that where on like a fucking WrestleMania. Why would you have like a five minute match that's just people getting destroyed? That's not true. They've done that. But they've done it like... In a bad way. Yeah, like Hogan beating someone in like, you know, whatever. By the way, Kurt Arano's 20 minutes. But it's 20 minutes of good gold. Um, it was the longest match on the soul card. It was. There was. I don't know if you saw the tweet of the longest matches of the past WrestleMania is like ten in a row. It's Triple H, Triple H, Triple H. Tri- All the Triple H matches are the longest one. Uh, I think. <laughs> so, I I like that idea of destroying. Like it's like the thing on the Wrestle Kingdom where um, what's his name? Wow, light heavyweight guy. Jushin Thunder like no uh, the. Time splitter. Oh, um, oh, Kushida. Kushida fighting Hiromu and Hiromu beat him in like a minute. I thought that was the coolest thing because it like just blew my mind. So something like this where these guys just destroy these guys. I thought it was really cool. Uh, and it sets them up as the big bad threat. And, you know, they still look so stupid, but I, they are great in the ring. It was combined together. Yes, I fucking hated Rowan, but holy shit, I like him with these two guys. Like in their new gimmick of just them beating each other up and just going rough shot on yeah, everyone. They just look dumb. Uh, next would be the Raw match, right? Uh yeah, I'm jump back. Uh, next is Cena and the Undertaker. Okay, yeah, this is another weird thing. Like I, I like the Elias fake out. It know. was it was all right. I was like I was telling my buddy, I think this match was everything that it needed to be. Just fucking oh, yeah, Undertaker yeah, yeah, destroying yeah, yeah. him in like uh, three it's, minutes. I think it's weird that Undertaker won, but it doesn't matter. Whoever wins, like nobody is suffering more for it. I know a lot of people were kind of like, oh, that sucks, but like it's like Undertaker was getting his taunted for endlessly so yeah, he's just yeah. coming out like i'm hyper upset i'm gonna destroy you yeah and i thought it was cool and i told my buddy i was like i think that was a great match for what it did it served its purpose of undertaker just destroying a guy he got a win 
it's fine. Undertaker's super pissed. Let him be. It's like, what are you doing, dude? I, I do think that I the setup for this should have been a little bit different. Like, the Cena running up the ramp was hysterical. Was and, hysterical. and Charlotte and Austin like, what? Yeah. <laughs> him running up the ramp at the referee's, like, behest. And then coming out, still not knowing if he's having a match, was dumb. Have you know they turn that into a meme where it's the ref talking to Cena and him just trucking up the ramp and it's just whatever. <laughs> it's like donuts. <laughs> or it's like, shit, all the food's going to be gone and catering. Gotta go. But it's like they're using it for everything. And so I wish you would have still been in the crowd when like this whole segment would have started. I thought that's what's going to happen. Like in that's the what crowd. should happened. And something happened and the lights went off. And I think the lights go off. Everybody's hype. And then Cena gets up. Like he, he hops the barricade like, yes, it's happening. And then it's Elias. And then you have like the Mr. X still and all that. I mean, it was the Elias thing was cool. It went a little too long. Yeah, it did. Uh, but the Undertaker thing, I was fine with it. I mean, Undertaker's walk entrance is his match. but yeah, Which is hilarious, though, because people are like, he looks so good. I'm like, he didn't. Like, he looked like he has the last two years. I'll tell you, he, he but, moved better in the ring than he has these last couple years that I've seen him, I think because he they, did the old school. He did the fucking every, flip clothesline. Everything was he didn't do the flip clothesline. He did like a he jumping clothesline. Well, he, he didn't, didn't do the flipping clothesline. Well, he did a jumping clothesline. You never yeah, see Undertaker yeah, fucking yeah, jump yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, when he went old school, I was like, he's not doing. He's doing. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man. I was like, and then the match was over, and I was like, all right, fair enough. Whatever. And he did a fine <laughs> tombstone. He didn't wobble or anything. Well, I think when when he picked up Cena, like he got a little shaken. Then he's like, no, no, I got this. I got the composure. <laughs> Boom, done. And that, that was a wrap. And fine, like I was fine with it. You know, doesn't doesn't need much said about it. I mean, it would have been fine if whatever, but I think it told its fine story, and I think it was great for what it accomplished. I really liked it, and I was like, that's that's fine. Yeah. You know, Undertaker was super pissed. Him, you know, shut now, this kid up. If if it was the uh, the much bandied about casket match that people were fantasy booking, <laughs> then Cena definitely should have gone over. Yeah, but it wasn't, so I'm fine with it. Uh, next match was the D. Brian Shane versus uh, Sammy and Owens. How'd you feel about that? Um, I think it was weird that they took Daniel Bryan out in the beginning. I right, like I was, I, I saw no need for it. Uh, yeah, I just think like you spend the whole match beating the shit out of Shane, and, and Shane's still not can't get in, and Shane's not good. Those punches, man. and I'm watching Shane get beat up for God knows how long, and it felt like eternity. I was like, oh my God, just get Daniel Bryan and get did. Daniel Bryan. It in. took way longer than it needed yeah. to. And, once he came in, man, who boy? Yeah, yeah. Then it was, was it was firing on every goddamn cylinder. It was, was fun. I really like that spot in the match where he hits that move, and I think he like grabs his head, like, yeah, oh yeah, shit, yeah. he's got the fucking. Concussion. It was a headbutt, wasn't it? No, he didn't do it. Oh he, no, he takes a pop of roll? Yeah, it's something, and he holds his head, and then he does the nip up. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, okay, got you. And I was like, oh my god. Uh, like even his match on SmackDown, I was like, oh my god, your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so like, and I shouldn't feel this way. Like I'm, I was thinking in my head, I was like, when am I going to stop feeling really like terrified for him so he doesn't like retire again? Like, well, I mean, I'm, the whole thing is uh, supposedly that he's doing impact testing after every match. He is, it, but so, it's still, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, I noticed on SmackDown just to skip ahead that uh, when AJ went for the Pele kick, uh, he went just like he didn't touch his head. At all, mm-hmm. like he got real close, and if anything, he's just like kissed it. Uh, he was probably the softest guy, and I know that on that SmackDown thing, there was a lot to deal with his face. Like he does that, they get that weird bulldog thing, and he's like fucking grabbing his head, and then he gets Kinshasa in the bag to put him out. Like it was like, hey, right, this dude's right. got head problems, get him out. But it's still like when I was watching the match, it's like, oh, your fucking face, oh, your head, watch out. Dude. I have noticed that. I guess I don't know if he did it before. You're the Daniel Bryan expert between mm-hmm. the two of us. Uh, when he goes like corner to corner with the drop kicks, mm-hmm. did he always hold on to the top rope like that, or is that a new thing for like? Safety? I don't recall. Because now he's been doing it. I He'd always run Mania. and do his fucking flip off them like the bam, like he just like 
crashing. Right, right, right. Yeah, here it's just like he throws his whole body, but he grabs onto the rope and then just kind of like uses it for support. Maybe he does. I mean, maybe it moves him quicker, but... Like, I just noticed that he was doing that between uh, Sunday and Tuesday. Did you see the the journal for him doing the backflip that he hadn't done in three years? Where he was in the ring, like in one of these, like the halls, like when all the wrestlers were meeting up. And he was just warming up in a ring that they had in one of the fucking meeting rooms, conference rooms at the hotel. And then he does that run backflip that he did off the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the top rope. And he's like, I haven't. It's like, that's the first time I've done a backflip in three years. And then at WrestleMania, some run, I was like, oh, you did the backflip. Like, he's, that's what he was doing it for. And I was like, oh, three years, man. This is the second backflip he's done. But um, I think once Dana Bryan came in, it was very good. But oh, I think yeah. at that point, it kind of peaked. It was like, wow, this is taking forever. Just get Daniel in. I need him in. Like, this is what I'm waiting for. He's my fucking favorite wrestler forever. Um, Stop that, please. Sorry. Uh, oh, at that moment in time, it was very good. The Shane yeah. stuff was fucking forever, dude. Yeah, I think, like, once that match ended, I was like, we can stop now. Mm-hmm. Like, Mania could just stop now. And I knew that the matches that were coming, I wasn't really looking forward to any of them at- anymore. Not the AJ Nakamura we were. Yeah, but I was already like, I'm tired. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're, we're watching seven hours. Of and you know, the worst part was because a, a few days, uh, sometime last week, rather, I think it was like Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, you know, on TV, on the TV, doing whatever on YouTube. And I came across the free match that, that New Japan put up. And I was like, I'm going to watch this. Oh, yeah. They put up the age of one. Yeah. I want to watch this again and ruin Sunday for myself without even <laughs> knowing it. So we have the AJ Nakamura matches next. I know that. Uh, no, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jackson. Oh, Okay. Um, this one was all right. Nothing spectacular. It went on longer than it needed to. And I think because they wanted to give Alexa a decent amount of offense, Uh but the story didn't need that. No. The story needed to be, you know, let's say they get, how long was this match? Let me see. This match was 10 minutes. I think this match should have been seven minutes. Which is Nia destroying her? Not of Nia destroying her. I think they come in, they have, you know, a, a little exchange, whatever, but Mickey James is still there. She doesn't get taken out at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? And then Nia's just like, you know what? Fuck this. I need to even out the odds. She takes out Mickey James in the exact same way and then just beats the shit out of Alexa at that point. That's fine. You know, boom, squash squash at the end. She's the champion. You know, everybody goes home happy. I like that. She's not like I most like girls. like top rope Samoan drop shit that she did. Yeah, yeah. Or the middle rope, yeah. I also, I really like that the crowd was into it. Yeah, it was cool. Nia Jax is cool. She's much... Her as a babyface is weird, but, you know, it's whatever. I, she won me over on Total Divas. Yeah, she's like, really She's good. awesome on Total Divas. So, I'm glad that there's more of that version of Nia Jax mm-hmm. on TV. Uh, okay, she's so not like most girls. Now it's the SmackDown one. Because all we have left are the two main event titles. Uh, yes. Okay. So... No, there's one match in between. <sighs> oh, yeah, the bar. Yeah, Nicholas. Uh, okay. So this Nakamura AJ match, um, I okay. So I'm gonna give you these things. I attribute to it's already seven hours now. What six hours for this crowd that's out here? Five hours. Yeah. So it's kind of a dead crowd. Um, B, it felt very New Japan matchy. Like it was very slow in the beginning. Yeah. And at this point in time, this crowd didn't need it to be slow. You know, and I didn't mind it being slow because I'm like, okay, whatever. I think the sad part about the match is that the peak of the match when AJ hit that Styles Clash and that was that, that felt like that should have been when everything is fucking firing on all cylinders. Like you have that WWE now, people are kicking out of finishers and we're going nuts and it just ended. And I was like, whoa, what? And I'm used to New Japan matches that they go slow in the beginning. It builds up and that's what it felt like. But then it just, it hit that limit where here we go for finisher time. Oh shit, he got finished. Wow, that was the weirdest fucking match ever. Well, it's, 
you, you say that, it was still a 20-minute match. It was the second longest match on the card. It was, but it just felt like it ended too early. It just... It peaked, and then it just... You know what it was? It didn't feel... Like, I like the beginning of it. I, I do. Didn't I, like, mind, I didn't yeah. mind how slow it was. I like that it started off, like, feeling out process. Mm-hmm. You know, a little counter this, counter that. And then it just got into, like... Well, I guess what we were alluding to earlier, right? Like, WWE main roster Shinsuke is not as good as NXT Shinsuke, who is definitely not as good as New Japan Shinsuke. You know, like, uh, I, I don't know if it was on Wrestling Observer or somewhere else where uh, someone noted that one of the reasons he left New Japan for WWE was he wanted a lighter schedule. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That, that's what I heard. It was from Wrestling Observer. Uh, Dave Meltzer from Wrestling Observer thinks that he left... Okay, so how New Japan works is usually when you hit a, your limit in New Japan, you become like old guys. There's like a guy, Satoshi Kojima. Kojima's awesome. And same thing. in the world. Yeah. <laughs> he does an awesome lariat. He's an old dude. I think he's mid-40s or late-40s. I thought he was older than that. His, if he's 50s, he's awesome. And then who's Blue Justice? Uh, what's his name? Uh, bu- 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 wow. There's another old-school wrestler. That guy's awesome as shit, too. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to think because all I can think of is a Sonny Ono, who is his manager in WCW. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, uh, Yuji Nagata. Yuji Nagata. He's great. I think the only old guy that still kicks ass is fucking Suzuki. That guy's like 50-something. I mean, Yuji Nagata's pretty good. He for, is, but Suzuki's going to yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. kill you. You want to get beat up by a 50-year-old man and go get your fucking shit rocked. Anyway, you hit a limit in New Japan where you can't work. Kojima's you're, 47. You're He's almost 50. Okay, you're old guy status. And when you're old guy status, you usually get relegated to the first matches. Relegated. Right, relegated. And then some of the really, like, G1 stuff, but nothing. You're never going to hold get, the title like, again. You get, like, a G1 spot, like, out of... Yeah. Principle. You're never going to hold the title again. And what he thought was Nakamura left, but hey, it's an easier schedule and he gets to do a lot of stuff. And also he gets, he wanted, like he said in his diaries, he wants to get, start. he wants to get world exposure. Like, because right. his dream was Liger did that and he wants to do that. He wants to bring Japanese style to everywhere. But it's also, it's a fresh start, but it's also now he can do a certain level of wrestling that gets him over. In right. America, it's there. And he's right. He doesn't have to pull out all the stops. And he did that a long time ago. But as he got older, you know, his body gets weak or whatever. He realizes that he can just do this level. And it's sad. And we saw Nakamura at a certain peak. And then he came here. And then maybe it is because he's just an older guy. And he understands that this is what he can do. And hey, Nakamura is Nakamura. And I love him. I think he oozes charisma. And I every time he does pop up on SmackDown, I'm still like, oh, like on this SmackDown, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I want to see him. But now I know that. Well, I'm, it, I'm not going to get the old Nakamura. I'm going to get, I'm an old man. I'll give you what you want to see, but it ain't going to be what you saw a long time ago. Yeah, it's think, sad, but it's, you know. I think part of it is also playing it smart on his part. It is. That's like why you yeah. can get, you know, it's like the, the Miz thing where he was just like, yeah, Daniel, I don't work your style. I, I play it safe if that's what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But look where I am and look where you are. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Think Nakamura has done a version of that. He's like, if I don't push myself as hard as I can all the time, then I can milk a lot more years at a higher level than if I went nuts all the time. Yeah, because he's already S tier charisma, man. He can cut a promo. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He I doesn't do that. That promo on, t- on Tuesday was great. Uh-huh. Sorry, I don't speak English. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I saw someone tweet like he should have said it in Spanish. And I was like, oh, he yeah. could have. That would have been great. Uh, he's a cheeky, cheeky Japanese guy. Um, So... That's what I had to like after that. And then I listened to that. And I was like, oh, you know what? I, I, I understand it. That's what I'm seeing now. 
And it's it's sad, but you know, whatever. You see your old your heroes slowly fucking fade out, and they can't do much. I mean, I, I, he's not an Undertaker status just yet. He's not, but his body is probably you know whatever. He's he's hit his limit. I just think he's playing it smart. I don't even think it's he's hit his limit. I think he's just playing it smart. I mean, he should have gone crazy at WrestleMania, but whatever. Who knows? Maybe he's gonna go crazy now. And then at the end, it was what I texted you again. Second top ten anime <laughs> betrayal. Him nutting AJ, hitting him in the balls. Oh, it was great. didn't see that shit coming. No, not at all. But I was like, this I, is perfect i sat up and i called like excuse me what how is it he cursed at him in japanese he just kept yelling at him in japanese he stepped on his head like 20 times he did that awesome nakamura used to do it the stand up and just fucking i don't care about you just yeah, boot yeah, you in the gut just get the fuck away and he did or that in the to face him. yeah just whatever with I this fucking that, look of like uh-huh i saw disdain. that uh switchblade had had tweeted i assume it's around the same time where it was just like no that's more like it hashtag chaos. chaos yeah and then someone posted a picture of the original chaos team which is him with the belt uh gallows and giant and a gal anderson and giant bernard uh what's his name uh fucking break wow i can't believe i'm breaking these people break 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 oh yano yano and then the uh the fucking iron claw guy from uh, suzuki goon yeah i and, forgot his name and time. then one other dude in chaos when they were oh tenzon when they were fucking just bad dudes. When just, Ten- Tenzon was in Chaos? I, I think it was Ken- Tenzon. Uh, original Chaos. Like when it was just Kojima with full hair. When he was like MMA guy. Like he had just won the belt. Uh, so I love him just cursing. Like not cursing but just yelling in Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he comes in Kinshasa and he's just laughing. Uh, so I hope we oh, get, dude. I hope we get chaos. Uh, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Where he's just like, whatever. I hope he just cuts promos in Japanese where he just doesn't give a shit. Like, sorry, I know speaking. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Uh, watching a Bomaye versus a Kinshasa. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, Kinshasa is bullshit. Yeah, because he, when he hits, he kind of tilts with it. That Bomaye is fucking, my body flies yeah. into you and you're fucking getting knee. Like, the one that AJ gets hit with at that Wrestle Kingdom is just, it's, it's not knee to face necessarily, but it's knee to like three? upper chest. Yeah, don't they slow it down? It's like, and he just gets fucking compacted. Yeah, no, and then the one to the back of his head also looks gnarly. Off the top row. Yeah, off the top row, back of the head. You're standing up, hitching the fucking thing. Yeah. The Kinshasa is like a roundhouse kick to your face with the knee. Right. The, right. the Boma. And really, and really, it's it's with like the shin. It's the shin. Yeah. The Boma, his original one was imagine just running full force and then just driving your knee into the face and just. But he falls with it. So it's his whole body and then you just fall. No, right. And it's like the inside knee to the person he's running up against. Whereas the Bomae is like a weird outside knee that he has to like twist. Yeah, he tilts so you get hit with the shin. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like because that Bomae is fucking knee to your goddamn face. Yeah. Like really head on. Um, So outside of that, yeah, I like the outcome. It's very interesting. And they're already booing him and even boo him on SmackDown. For I know. Shit. I was kind of surprised, but I mean, you know. We'll see how it goes. I'm I'm cool with him being like looking like a like a, a like real bad guy. So then we had uh, the bar versus uh, Braun and Nicholas. I thought uh, I didn't see that. I was picking up food. And Braun was running around in the audience. He like went deep, and uh, I was like uh, Tanahashi and Okada's are out there. Uh, in my head, I was like, man, this would be the greatest WrestleMania if he like pulls uh, Tanahashi <laughs> like, and it's like plays his music and somehow Tanahashi, New Japan and WWE just hooked up for this one match. And yeah, Tanahashi and Okada came out. And same thing with Suzuki to watch their best bud have their match. And Suzuki was like way up. He was there, in though. the second. Yeah, Tanahashi was down on the floor. And same thing with Okada. They stayed the whole show. Suzuki left after the. Someone's like, man, it's sad that he didn't get to see that kid fighting. <laughs> like, he was like, man, I wonder what Suzuki would have thought. Oh, God, he would have shit all over. Um, 
But yeah, he gets Nicholas, which Nicholas is, I think, the son of, uh, they said, the referee John Cone, who yeah. was the ref of that match. Whatever. Braun destroys them. They win. Monday night, he, you know, relinquishes the title. It was just a fucking I WrestleMania it, I moment shit. I thought it was shit. a cute... Uh a cute reason for giving up the titles. Yeah, it was a little WrestleMania moment. It was funny how Kurt didn't say, he wasn't already like, hey, you guys got to relinquish. He's like, what are you doing here? You're the champions. Uh, and then the final match, Bro- uh, Brock versus Roman. Okay. Um, it was it was just boring. Well, okay, because it, it was everything. Well, I, I mean, well, we all thought Roman was going to fucking win. Uh, that's not even the disappointing part. Like, that's like the... That's lower on the disappointment. This funny part is that it's there's... the fact that it's it was a match of three moves for everybody. Well, yeah, I mean it was F 5s galore, Suplex City, a lot of Superman punches. That was it. I was telling my friend when he was bloody Roman and he hit those two spears, I was like, that's it. Like I thought that was it. Like his so only moves. And then he kicked out. I was like, oh shit. This motherfucker ate six X5s. Come the fuck on. Six F5s. Jesus fucking Christ. And the best part about it is okay. According from Brian, who was there, Brian Alvarez, he said there was four beach balls in the arena. Cops came, took yeah, away yeah, two yeah. of them. No one is giving a shit. And the best part about this is that Roman was the first dude to kick out an F5 for this whole fucking like year two year run. <laughs> no one gave a shit about it. I didn't even give a shit about it. It just slipped my mind. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, he kicked out of an F5. And that was the funniest thing. They were building to that. Supposedly, some people think they called the audible in the match and said, just win. Just have Brock win. Um, uh, supposedly not. Like I heard otherwise. Well, no one knew the finish. Somewhere. Right. Nobody knew the finish. And it wasn't until I think they told the referee just during count three. like during the match. Yeah, he said count three. Just yeah. count three, which is crazy. Um, and there was a whole altercation with Brock behind after like he threw the belt at Vince and he was. Yeah, it was uh, got into a shouting match. No one knows what it was. And then Shane stepped up to Brock and then Brock and uh, Heyman left. No one knows if it's a fucking shoot like a not a shoot a kayfabe part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck knows? Also, that weird Roman promo that uh, Brian Alvarez was talking about. And I was thinking about it, too. Like, you got to like, is it reading between the lines? Did he really get like there's all this weird shit like this whole Roman thing is fucking weird. Well, this is the thing, right? Like I was I was watching with Nicole. And I was telling her as, you know, I assume, well, not even, it's it's a very easy assumption to make. So, oh shit, I just saw the time it was. I know, so, was, this is the end stuff. Roman got so fucked up. As soon as he took off the, the, the thing, I was like, oh no, they're going to give him the Randy. And he got the Randy, and then he was a worse bloody mess than Randy was, which is shocking. Because Crimson mask, bro. Randy was bad. Well, this was a huge gash, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That elbow was like, boom, and you just saw it melt. So, uh, that... You know, I, I knew that that was still part of the work, mm-hmm. right? Um, but what was interesting is that he was bleeding so much that they, you know, they they threw in that weird like ten minute recap video, and I was like, what? What? Is this just over? And then they cut back to Roman so he can do his sad boy walk up the ramp. Yeah, okay. To no one giving uh, an shit. actual fuck. Right. And, you know, he does that look back. No one's whatever. And I'm like, this is perfect heel turn material. And I know that you're like, I can't handle anime betrayal number three. Yes. I made that joke. It's like, I can't have him be a heel. But this is I don't give a shit about him. It's done, man. Four years. No one gave a fuck. End this. Like, stop. Like, it's it's over. Agreed. Your experiment is done. As I'm watching it, I'm like, if he doesn't turn heel on Monday. With the justification being like, I put it all out on the line i bled i got beat none of you guys get and shit. no one cared not one reaction nothing why should i give a fuck about you as a crowd 
perfect heel material. It would be, but this would be the worst crowd to do that to because everyone would just boo, whatever. Because I mean, he's good. already getting boots. Who cares? Well, okay. So then that uh, the weird thing about we can just jump to Raw because we're going to end this soon. The whole Samoa Joe then came out after that and yeah, that fucking just too. buried him too. It's like, what <laughs> the fuck are you trying to do? So what I was thinking, they're doing their fucking title match at the fucking Saudi Arabia thing. If like stop this experiment, but. Roman he may win Joe it there. Well, he, no, well, he may win it there. And the reason why he may win it there is because the Saudi Arabian fans are probably a little nicer than us, that they won't boo the shit out of him. They'll probably get the reaction that they want. The one that everyone cheers because it, they never see this kind of thing. But who the fuck cares? Because that's not the market. You're going to come back and he's going to get a boo to Helen back. If you were to turn him, do it at WrestleMania where you wanted to. You built this shit for four fucking years. It's a four year project and it's going nowhere. This is like, stop it. This is madness. This is the, the insanity. This is, you know what the definition of fucking insanity is? You're doing the same thing over and over again, trying to get a different outcome. And that's what you're doing with Roman. And then that Samoa Joe promo where he just buried him that's and he fun. told him everything. You're, you're a fucking liar. You're a failure. And everyone called him a failure. And he's like, and then I'm going to be there at Backlash to fucking put you to sleep. And I was like, oh my God, bro. The, the best was... Uh, <laughs> and like the other Joe showed up the fucking Joe in the ring like on every level. Like, what, Yeah, I know. What I thought was hilarious is again on Twitter, uh, as soon as the show started and they were doing the WrestleMania recap and they showed the Roman black and white photo and they just booed the shit out of it, someone just tweeted like... Oh, they're booing a picture of this is going to be a long night. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a bad crowd on Raw. Like, they didn't hijack it. Like, no. they didn't have anything until Roman. But I really they, hate the excuses, though. Like, oh, it's a Riley crowd. Welcome they're to international. Every blah, blah, blah. time in WrestleMania. But, I mean, we're already running long. We were supposed to talk about that. Bobby Lashley's the big thing. Uh, he heard, uh, we talked about it before, that he was supposed to come back. Uh, there would yeah. be an idea that he would beat Brock and get the yeah. title, which is fine. I like Lashley. I loved his stalling suplex. That was fucking up there for, like, God knows how yeah. long. Um, uh, I just I just read this. I don't know if you had seen it. Uh, breaking news: The Undertaker will battle Rusev in a casket yes. match at the Greatest Royal Rumble greatest in Rumble. Jeddah. This thing is gonna be what WrestleMania should be. It's fucking nuts. It's like yeah. every person in this Rumble, like all these crazy matches. To which Rusev tw- uh, tweeted, "Bury me softly, brother." <laughs> it's on a Friday too, so who knows? If I'm off, I'm gonna try and watch it. It's on the it's- network. Oh, it's going to be in the afternoon for us, I think, on Friday. Oh, wow. Yeah, Friday afternoon. But um, yeah, I mean, okay, that WrestleMania was awesome. Until that moment we said the after the Daniel Bryan thing, then it was just like, oh, my God, this is like whatever, whatever the weirdest stuff. Uh, I will say I hope Shinsuke's gimmick is just him nutshotting AJ and staring I mean, at he AJ's did it opponent. Two more times. He did it like four times. He nutshot him and flipped him, nutshot him, flipped him. I just cracked him. I'm like, what is this gimmick? Just fucking hitting AJ in the nuts all okay. the time. <laughs> uh, no speaking English is the best stuff. That was. Uh, anyway, so also that wink to Renee Young. Was yeah, he just winked at her. Yeah, he's like, I'm being like, no, nah, I like AJ. <laughs> anyway, uh, takeover is great. The beginning half or whatever, how many hours of WrestleMania is very good. And then, I mean, the Nakamura Jade match is like weird. Roman Brock, if you want to watch this weird fucking like why, like his Brock champion, <laughs> like what the fuck? Even though Brock supposedly signed to a short term deal with Paul Heyman, so we'll see what happens. Mm. But yeah, that's it. Um, once again, these are your hosts, Rocky and Rick. We'll catch you next week for probably the Superstar Shakeup stuff. So we'll see who comes up oh, and yeah. what gets changed. All right, so take it easy, guys. That was a rough. All right, bye. I wanted to do one thing and one thing only, and that's to be a law enforcement officer. Treat other people like you'd want to be treated. Try to walk the straight and narrow, because that's the only way you're going to survive in this life. Who will survive?
Action is on top. There's a new gun in town. I made a vow to become a law enforcement officer. See these handcuffs right here? They're an instrument of justice. The big boss man is law, order, and justice of the World Wrestling Federation. Who will survive? Like the mighty Thor, you need to call out the fantastic force. So pick it up, pump it up, the 